الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وذكر فإن الذكرى تنفع المؤمنين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم المسلم من سلم المسلمون من لسانه ويده أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected students of deen, mothers and sisters, we have been discussing the five ahadith that were selected by Imam Abu Hanifa rahimahullah. And as mentioned that this selection was in the light of his very deep knowledge much later a very great imam of hadith imam abu dawud rahimahullah he also selected some ahadith which he called madarul islam the basis of islam that all the fact aspects of islam are eventually condensed in these four ahadith the four ahadith that he selected are the same four that imam abu hanifa rahmatullahi had selected and Imam Sahib had selected one additional one as well. So this is the depth that is in these ahadith that these great personalities had in the light of their very deep insight and knowledge that Allah Ta'ala blessed them with. They had made the selection to make life easy for us. How do they make life easy for us in this manner? Life becomes easy for us in this way that if we concentrate on a few things which are very comprehensive, automatically all the various aspects that are then encompassed in that will automatically come along. We are all very familiar that in the effort of Dawat and Tabligh, there are the six points. Now, when those six points are learned, when they are spoken about, a bayan is given about it, people are encouraged with regards to it. So one of the lines that are commonly mentioned therein, that this is not the whole of deen. These six points are not the whole of deen. But the person who brings this into his life, it will become very easy to bring the whole of deen into his life. Now from one angle, that is what is being expressed therein. So likewise, this selection is not that every detail is mentioned in each point. But these are the root issues of many, many details. So the foundation is in place, it's very much easier to build the house. The very big job is the foundation. Then the details follow. So these are actually core issues. These five aspects that are mentioned in these ahadith are core issues. And if the core issues are taken care of, then the bigger issues are very easy to sort out. Or the detailed issues are very easy to take care of. It gets taken care of almost automatically in many instances. 
But now, unfortunately, often after all these simplifications that have been made for us, these great imma, these great personalities of deen, they made all these simplifications to give us something that we can digest easily, to give us something that we can latch onto very easily. And that itself will make the things that flow from there very easy. But because of our lack of commitment, there is not that commitment that should be there. And the lack of that zeal and enthusiasm to really better ourselves, to make ourselves those kind of believers and mu'mineen, and those kind of ummatis of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa who will become very close to Allah wa ta'ala, and on the day of Qiyamah, Nabi Sallallahu will be very happy to see us. And throughout our life, we are becoming a source of comfort to his Mubarak heart. When the A'mal of the Ummat are presented to him, then he is being pleased. When he is being informed about the A'mal that we are doing, and how we are conducting ourselves, what kind of akhlaq we have, what kind of conduct and behavior we are adopting, what kind of mindset are we adopting, this is then becoming a source of comfort for him when he is being informed about it. Because the Anbiya Wasalam are informed about the condition of their ummads. So now are we becoming a source of comfort when our condition is being explained and presented? So the person who is very concerned about this, that I want to gain the closeness of Allah Ta'ala. I want to become his special servant. And that is the greatest aspiration of a mu'min. The greatest aspiration of a mu'min is how he can become close to Allah Ta'ala. Our aspirations that come in between of how can I have this material thing and that material, that becomes the biggest factor in our lives. That becomes the obsession. That becomes the thing that gives us the greatest joy. If I, bought, if I got that kind of house and that kind of car and that kind of phone and that kind of this and that and the other material things and other worldly aspirations, why has this become the main focus in our life? Because the real aspiration is missing. The real aspiration, the real aspect that a person, a mu'min should be really working towards and what should be consuming his heart is how to become close to Allah Ta'ala. Allah is our creator. Allah Ta'ala is our Rabb. He is our sustainer, our nourisher. He has provided everything for us and He is the one we are going to be totally dependent on and we are always totally dependent on at every step in our life and He is going to make the decision on the day of Qiyamah, of who goes to Jannah and who is deprived of Jannah, we are in need of Him at every fraction of a breath. And we still are indifferent towards Him, Nauzubillah. We don't have that consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. We are not concerned about trying to get close to Allah Ta'ala. Now, what a terrible disservice this is to ourselves to start off with. And what a great ingratitude to Allah Ta'ala after all the bounties and ni'mats that he has blessed us with. That now we want to get close to this person and that person and this thing and that thing, but we don't want to get close to our Rabb. We are not really 
that, that, that drive is not there, that this is our greatest aspiration. So now because that is missing in our life, our hearts went away to all these futile things, and Allah forbid haram things, and the dunya has captivated our hearts and minds, and that is what we are now aspiring for all the time. So this has to change. We have to make the greatest aspiration on our hearts to gain the closeness of Allah Ta'ala. The love of Allah Ta'ala must come in our hearts. We must become beloved to Allah Ta'ala. Then that is something worthwhile in dunya. Now our stay in dunya is going to become very worthwhile. So in order to gain that realization and to bring us closer and to help us achieve our objective, these lessons from the ahadith have been selected. That you want to get closer to Allah Ta'ala, you latch on to these few things. You latch on to these things, this itself will open the doorways for you. And it will protect you. It will become a source of protection for you. So now these are very simple lessons, but very, very deep. And sometimes the simplicity with which it is expressed we take it for granted. Now somebody is given something to eat and it's very, very simple in its preparation. And very simple to eat it. It's already like more or less liquidized. That soup that was prepared, now it has everything already in it, included all the ingredients. But now it just looks like one ordinary liquid now, colored liquid. Uh, compared to all the other fancy foods and things that are all decorated and garnished and whatever else and presented in such an appetizing manner, now the person looks at this bowl of soup and says, hey, what, you know, where's the comparison with this? But now if only he knew that all the ingredients that are very nourishing, that are really going to boost his health, everything has been already liquidized, ready to digest in this. And a few spoonfuls of this will be equal to Allah knows best how much of that other fancy foods. In fact, that might even have so many things that are not good for his health in it. But now because this is so simple, he doesn't feel sometimes very, very excited by it and doesn't seem to show the importance to it. But this is what has everything ready in it for him. So likewise, sometimes these things sound very simple to us. We're looking for very fancy things. We're looking for things that are very exciting. But deen is not about excitement. Deen is about realities. Deen is about adopting that which is going to bring us closer to Allah Ta'ala. So now something that is presented in a very exciting manner and so on, that, but now what is straightforward, what is so simple that we need to just digest it. It's ready for us. So now among these five ahadith that Imam Abu Hanifa selected, we discussed the importance of ikhlas and the whole iman comes away into this because there is no iman without ikhlas. If a person is adopting iman, saying the shahadat but he doesn't have ikhlas in that, then that shahadat is also nifaq na'uzubillah because now his heart is not accepting it. He's, what he's claiming with his tongue is all nifaq because he's saying something which he's not believing in. So now this is how deep ikhlas is, that it's the root of every good, that it must be with ikhlas. So we discussed ikhlas in some little bit of detail and then we discussed about the perfection of a person's iman is to give up things that are of 
futile nature. Things are of no benefit to him in deen, in dunya. And that the, this is very close to the border of haram. It shares a common border in fact. Where Layani finishes off, haram starts. So now the person who keeps engaging in Layani, he's right on the border of haram. You don't know when he's going to flip into something. And he flips. They flip very easily. They flip often. Allah protect us. People say, you know, I'm reading news and news and news, layani. That news is layani. But now they're reading that news in the, on the phone and so on. You say, no, no, but you've got to know what happens in the world. But now, when you are trying to know what's happening in the world, the whole world of your iman is going upside down. Your whole world of Islam is going upside down because now you're digesting things that are harming your deen. And whatever necessary things need to be known in terms of that news, you'll get to know it. People know it. You'll hear somebody talking about what's necessary. All the in unnecessary things they're not going to keep talking about. So something or the other will come around. You'll get to know about it. And for many, to just keep up with all the news all the time is very unhealthy in fact. There have been many people who became extremely edgy, became, as they say, nervous, you know, like on the edge of a nervous breakdown. One person came once and he expressed the situation about his elderly mother, that she is very, very edgy all the time and she's like under this constant tension and if somebody is just walking out the house to go to the masjid also, she is like in a, is gripped by worry and how will this person go and come and nothing must happen and every small little thing people have to carry on with life life has to carry on now if you're going to become consumed with worry of everything and keep looking at the most distant negative possibility we often discuss this in the manner where now people have built up this this negative mindset and everything they're looking for that negative possibility in it and they keep fretting and stressing over that negative possibility. So now, the example that we have given before also, just to understand how, how, how deep this can come. Now one person, mashallah, he goes to sleep, now all the challenges are there, he reads his du'as, he makes his the masnoon amal, he decides ayatul kursi, he does whatever is taught to him, what taught to us in deen, in the shariat, in sunnah, does those things takes the necessary means, adopts the necessary means, locks the doors, locks the gates, puts the alarm, whatever else Allah Ta'ala has made permissible, he does. Not necessary that everything has to be done in all these things too, but if he adopts it, it's okay, fine. So now he did that, for his business he did it. Now he goes to sleep, and he sleeps. He has a nice sleep, mashallah, Allah Ta'ala makes it easy for him. He sleeps the night, he wakes up in the morning, and carries on with life. And sometimes in that process, once in a while it happens that in the morning he wakes up and he sees something happen. Once in a while something like this happens too. There have been people slept through the night, they woke up in the morning and they found somebody had broken into their house while they were fast asleep and took some things away too, they didn't even realize it. Now somebody says, no, probably they put something, they burned some substance and as a result you, you know, I mean, put the, knock the person out, didn't know what's going on, like semi-unconscious. Allah knows best whether there's any reality or all that. Oh, that just sometimes some people, when they go into that deep sleep, they don't hear nothing. Whatever happened, Allah knows. But now once in a while, you hear about these kind of incidents. That people 
were fast asleep and somebody broke into the house. Somebody left their house and were going somewhere, they got hijacked. These are realities, it happens. But the person, mashallah, he made his amal, he did whatever was in his capacity, he recited the du'as, he recited, and he went and slept. And Allah Ta'ala gave him the sleep, he woke up the next morning, and headed on with life. Now you get the other person, he also undertook all the means, he locked the doors and put the gates and put the alarm and had the guard posted and whatever else. But now he's going to sleep now. Now because that negative mindset, all the time thinking negatively, thinking negatively. So now he's sleeping there, but what if that guard himself is hand in hand with somebody else? So now that guard probably knows how to bypass that alarm. Because he's there every day, he's watching these things. So he must have worked out a system. Now if that fellow bypasses that alarm today, I got a lot of things kept inside today, a lot of cash also there. Hey, but the chances are that that particular window is not covered by the alarm. So maybe they'll get through that window. Now if they get through that window, then from there, then they'll manage to bypass that other one beam. And then they'll get to that safe. Hey, last time that other one person, they broke into his safe, though it everything he had to. So they'll break that safe, then they'll take that money away. And then after that, I'm going to be in big trouble because the debt's going to mount on me because all this money I'm going to pay to the creditors. Now he went finished off now that how he got bankrupt already. And uh, as a result, he lost his house too because they came and took his house away. And then in that process now, because now he lost his house and lost his shop and then now he's worried about that now maybe his wife will run away too. He is sleeping peacefully, nobody broke into his shop, nothing happened. The next morning everything is fine, but the whole night his sleep went away because he already was gone to the extent that his wife ran away too. Now where this stemmed from? That negative thoughts. But now often this negative thinking is fueled by constant negative news. Now, this is a totally different subject. I had started off saying something and this is Allah Ta'ala's nizam, something somebody has some talab for some issue, Allah Ta'ala put something in the heart, so whatever it is. Point I was discussing was this person about his elderly mother. And he says that she is always very edgy and very worried all the time. And the slightest thing now makes her very nervous. And she's like on this nervous, edge of a nervous breakdown kind of thing. Somebody is going to the masjid, she's now at edge now, till the person returns and she's very worried. Some now all these things, life is going to carry on. So now, any case, now he's trying to ask for some advice now, what to do, how to, what to, I mean, she don't, he doesn't want to just go on to some psychiatric things and so on, just now they're going to start giving her some high dose of medication, and whether that will be good for her or not, or who to see, what to do. So any case, in the course of the discussion, I started asking him some things, and then he mentioned that she is glued, who meaning glued, she's listening all the time, she's got that, some station on, Muslim channel or whatever, but every hour on the hour and some half an hour's time, there's some news, there's some news bulletin. And she's all the time listening now, so she's listening to those news bulletins also. And now three quarter, 80%, maybe 90% of the news is all negative news. Some, is, some of it is very heartbreaking and it's reality. What's going on in the Muslim lands, etc. It's reality, it's a heartbreaking thing. It's the dictates of a mu'min's iman that he should be moved by these things. But is it everybody's capacity to be able to digest this? 
Now the person is listening every day, morning, afternoon, evening, hour upon hour, negative news, negative news, negative news. So now the whole mind became attuned to negativity. And the thinking is all now negative. And everything is now a worry. Now that something happened in this part of the world, something happened in another part of the world, something happened in a third part of the world, but all that appears to this person now that he's listening to it over and over again, and sometimes it's one news, but you listen to it in five bulletins. So the same thing came five times. So it is like five things happened. But by the time you hear it for the fifth time, it's like it happened 50 times. Because that's the repetition. It creates that anxiety now. So now these ten things happen in ten different countries. But it appears like all these thing, ten things happen outside my door. It happened in my backyard. It happened down my street. So now the person starts becoming edgy. starts becoming uh, very depressed. Start beca- because not everybody's ability to handle it. So the person was advised, you do this in a nice way, just please take that out of there. Just switch it off. He said, no, but she's like, no, she can't do without it. She has to have this thing on all the time. But you somehow just bring some other bayans and so on, play those bayans for her, take this whole, all those news and all those channels and all out completely. Because she can't handle this. You play some, put a CD player there, put some nice bayans, select something, some zikr, some tasbihat, some duas, etc. Put all that. But take all this out few weeks later he came and said my mother is a completely changed person she's completely calm now and she's fine and all that anxiety that in within weeks within weeks it all disappeared it's not everybody's capacity to handle this even what is factual news let alone the propaganda that is there that's another whole chapter and the propaganda that gets repeated over and over again that's the how the propaganda works that one fiction and one half-truth will be repeated so many times that a person will take it as a fact and he'll take it as reality and often there's so much of distortion in it. But now that's the media, that's the hype. Now during this pandemic, the reality was there in front of us but the news made it sound in such a way that you go to the masjid, you're going to die. Or you're going to go to the masjid, you're going to kill. Either you're a murderer or you're dead. One of the two. Now that was the hype that got created through the media. Meaning you're going to go to any public place and this and that. So now people became so terrified of going to the masjid that now people who were very punctual with salah, with jama'ah and so on. Now one was at a time when there was a total shutdown and by a complete... Uh, by law now, the masjid had to be now closed, whatever. That time a person was excused. But then things opened out. But that terror that sat in the hearts and minds, because all the time looking at that news, and, and so often that news turned out that this wasn't really how the reality was. It was something else. And people were being told that, you know what, this is affecting Muslims more. Now, Muslims more. Now, in one particular part of England, in one town, that particular town has more Muslim, very great Muslim population. So now, if out of oh, that population now, if there's 1,000 people living there, and if 50 people got sick, so now it's a 5%, so 5% Muslims, and 1% Hindu, because so, so now that became like a world statistic. The Muslims are getting more affected. Why are they getting more affected? Now somebody put a footnote on it from their side. Now because they're still going masjid, now
the whole thing came away that the masjid is now the biggest problem now everywhere else you can go the plains people are sitting shoulder to shoulder and meaning that every seat is occupied the taxis every seat is occupied and the buses every seat is occupied and everything is fine but in the masjid now only the virus is only selecting the masjid and targeting the masjid so people now that, that misinformation and disinformation and the hype now one side the reality is there but people mashallah have been attending the masjid from, from the early days of this whole pandemic and many masjids mashallah people were regular musallis all the time they, they were standing shoulder to shoulder they were performing their salah and alhamdulillah and there were people got sick they got sick not now is somebody going to be able to say that he got sick because he went to the masjid there were people who never went to the masjid got sick also so then they mustn't stay at home because they got sick at home so then they mustn't stay at home, they must go stay somewhere else. So now people got sick at home too who never went to the masjid. And people who went to the masjid, some of them, one small fraction, they too got sick. So that doesn't mean they got sick because they went to the masjid. But what happened to the other 97% who didn't get sick? So what happened to them? That virus just uh, only selected those people, the masjid, few people. Allah Ta'ala's nizam, Allah Ta'ala wanted to give somebody shahadat. Allah Ta'ala wanted to raise somebody's stages. That's part of Allah Ta'ala's nizam and his system, we make dua for everybody, we take the necessary precautions, but we don't compromise on deen. We don't compromise on deen and try to cut corners in deen. So, again this was a, quite a digression, the digression came from this aspect of news. That this news, this hype, now the hype creates a terror, whereas that terror is just in the mind now, there's no reality to that extent of terror. But it's in the mind. So like the media has created that terror, 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 to the extent that many non-Muslims, every Muslim na'uzubillah in their gaze and their sight has become like a terrorist. How that happened? The media. But now then they come into contact with some Muslims more closely, interact with them, Muslims who mashallah, Muslims in reality. They see these people's akhlaq, they see how they mashallah live their lives and what good character they have, and how compassionate they are. And they say, hey, but we had a different understanding. This is repeatedly this kind of incidents come up. That somebody came into close contact with good Muslims. See, we were given a different picture. We were misinformed. We had a different concept. We were deceived about what the Muslims are. But now how they got deceived? The media, the hype in the media. So that is another whole chapter, the aspect about the fake news and the wrong news and the deception that goes on and the propaganda. That's another whole chapter. Even factual news is not everybody's capacity to handle it. So now the person gets this news overload. And that news overload starts creating even physical problems. News has an effect. person can not deny that news has an effect. Now, Allah forbid, somebody is suddenly given some news and the news is that so-and-so person, somebody who was very close, some near and dear one, so-and-so has just collapsed and passed away. Now, out of the blue, somebody is given this kind of news. Now, that's not the correct thing to do, that if there is some news of this nature, that the person is just out of the blue, especially somebody very close to the person, and out of the blue, the person just told us, just like a boat out of the blue now. 
Now what happens, many such people, when they just got that news out of the blue like that, some people collapsed. Some people got sick. Because now, they just couldn't immediately absorb that. It was too, a very strong blow to them, one hit. Now what, what caused that reaction? The reaction was news. Though it was factual news, it was factual news, but the person conveying that news didn't understand that there's a method of conveying this kind of news. You can't just go and just out of the blue just say something like this to a person. You go to at least say something beforehand that will soften the blow. That has to come to the person's attention. It's going to have to be told. Sooner or later, you can't hide that kind of news from somebody. But there's a way of conveying that. The person is made to sit down. Some words are said as an introduction to it. Sometimes, uh, the person has collapsed and passed away. You might even just say that so and so collapsed. Now, you're not saying the second part immediately. Now, already that collapse, it starts getting the person worried, obviously. But now there's still some hope lingering. But in the meantime, what has happened? That the person is between hope and fear. Now, I don't know what next. But in the interim, there's already a little bit of capacity that has been developed to now that something is coming here now. And compared to coming out of the blue, direct hit, many a person can't handle that. But now the question again, that, that that reaction that came, somebody collapsed, somebody, something happened, they got sick. What what was this caused by? It was caused by news. Now, likewise, we're hearing news all the time. Not everybody is able to handle that. Because the news is having an effect. It's having an effect, it's creating some chemical changes and imbalances sometimes. And then some people, day in, day out, this is the thing that they are glued to or stuck on. As a result, they start becoming sick. They can't handle it. They start becoming nervous and whatever other things go along with it. So, we need to know where to draw the line in these things. We don't get into all these details. We make dua for everybody. And the necessary things we'll hear about. We'll get to hear it. So, we cut out this news. We cut out this news. There's often... 90% 90% of it is not even of any benefit to us. And that other 10%, for that 10% from where to where we, we fell. So, our intention today was to discuss one of those five ahadiths that Hazrat Imam Abu Hanifa selected, and which after him Imam Abu Dawud also had made a selection. But in any case, this is all in a way related to that. Allah Ta'ala give tawfiq, inshallah, in the coming week we will discuss the hadith that we had intended to speak on. But nevertheless, today's lesson, today's lesson is, we don't, number one, we latch on to these very simple, basic lessons. We don't worry about trying to find excitement in things. We take it very simply. MashaAllah, things have been made very simple for us and these great personalities have condensed it for us. We don't have to find anything fancy. We take these simple lessons and digest them. And among the things we discussed was this aspect of news. We stay out of all these news things. These news things now, that's, this too came from the discussion about layani and haram. Often this news is all layani. But then this news makes us trip into haram. Now something came, the person went to that link or saw that picture, whatever else. And that became haram now. So now stay out of the layani, you'll be safe from the haram. 
Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala protect us from every harm and difficulty. Allah Ta'ala safeguard our iman and Islam and keep us steadfast. Wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu. Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk anta kama athnayta ala nafsik. Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahluh. اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل واقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله رب العالمين